This is Ian. I wanted to quickly put out this episode, and just so y'all can just get a quick laugh, I've already read through the script twice the first time I was not recording, like a dummy. Anyway, I wanted to give you a quick heads up before our real play, our first real play episode hits. It's our holiday special, it's going to be called Seasons Beatings. You'll figure out why at the end of it. It's going to be a really fun, silly game, and I want to give you a bit of a heads up in a calmer environment that probably sounds a bit better than what our first episode will sound like of the house rules that we're going to be using our holiday game, just so you're not lost or anything. I did want to quickly mention that our holiday game was done with a single mic setup. It's probably not going to sound the best. I'm probably going to have to use some audio that I'd rather not use. I'd rather have done that than try to gamble with a three mic setup I had and lose all the audio and not have anything for you guys. So I, I, I cheaped out on the quality just so I could definitely get something to you guys this time. So I have a better idea for a three mic setup. It should be really easy and really simple, and I think it'll actually get everyone involved. And I think it's going to be great. So bear with me. I'm going to do some tests on that. If not, I have the backup of the other idea I have. But for all those audio techies out there who aren't super advanced but are probably at my level, it's really hard to get three separate mic inputs rolling on Windows 10 on one device at the same time. I figured it out. So if you need uh, a little pointer or a little tip or figure out what I did, I will be happy to tell you if you message me. Warning, it's not intuitive and it's kind of gross, but hopefully I figured it out pretty good. Anyway, let's dive into the whole title of this episode. The house, uh, house brew, house home game, home rules, home rules. There we go. Figured it out. So let's go ahead. I ordered these in the likelihood of them showing up more or less basically the last two i'm still on the fence about so here we go first one up it is bam max hp all players get their max hp roll every level hp per level flat out that's it it's more fun to hurt the players and the players to take more damage more numbers are more fun it's pretty simple if i need to adjust that i will just hurt them harder it's pretty easy on my part to make sure that that doesn't get out of hand. Plus, I really like hurting them, so it works for me good. Second one is AC. AC ties specifically. So armor class dictates if you hit someone based on your attack roll. In my game, AC goes AC uh, ties go to defender every situation, and it's really easy because that's what risk is like. I like risk, and it's easy to remember. Oh, I attacked the monster, but I tied it. Monster doesn't get hit. But if I get hit and the monster ties me, I don't get hit. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, fun feels all around. Third rule, and this one I'm really excited for, is all characters start at level 3 in this Eberron game. And they will start with an extra feat or extra skills to have proficiencies in. So let me explain. In my Pathfinder game that I played for years and years and years, we usually always got a role-playing feat. Pathfinder has probably hundreds close to hundreds of feats and a lot of them do like plus two to this skill and plus two to this skill and that's it so we usually grab one of those for free in dungeons and dragons fifth edition yeah there's some really powerful ones if you want to go down tier list sure there's semantics 
get, they get one. Everyone gets one. I think that makes them more unique. It can make a character build go from kind of bland to truly unique, I think. And I think it'd be more fun for the listener for you to have these pretty tough dudes just come in and they're all somewhat unique, which fits the Eberron Wayfinder slash adventure stereotype. The extra skills are, if you decide to take that, you get... Oh, hold on one second. The one feat they're not allowed to pick during this is lucky. I'm not that dumb. Anyway, skills. You get extra skills, so you can pick any skill you want based on your intelligence per- intelligence modifier. So if you have a one, you only get one skill. If you have two, you get two skills. And you just pick those two and add your proficiency in those for the rest of your time. This fleshes out. This can give our smart characters more real-world experience and real-world skills. I think it's kind of silly that if you're a sorcerer or... No, sorcerers don't use intelligence. We'll just go wizard or artificer. You're a smart dude. And you didn't pick history. (laughs) It just sounds really (laughs) silly. I can make a toaster. Uh Uh-huh. What happened yesterday? Or what happened 20 years ago? Fuck, I don't know. I didn't read that book. Like, it... I think it makes more sense if you can pick a few more skills if you're a little smarter. I might limit that to only the casters can get that option, or maybe I'll just limit it to you can't get more than three skills, because then, man, if you get a bard, and he's really smart, and oh, good lord, you take some feats on top of it, that person's just good at all the skills. But you know what? That's fun, too. So I don't don't know. We'll go... We'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it, but I'm not super worried, truth be told. All right. Fourth homebrew rule, and I stole this one. I stole it. I stole it from, I believe, Dungeon Coach. Yeah, Dungeon Coach. Coach. Look him up on YouTube. I think he's great, and I totally stole this and another one from him. And this one's probably my favorite, and it is alternate healing potions. So, Ian, the DM, the guy who's supposed to know everything... Gun to my head, I do not know what healing potions do uh, in terms of dice. Minor, major, superior. Gun to my head, couldn't tell you. Plus there's a modifier attached to it, couldn't tell you. In Pathfinder, it's like a few D4s plus caster level, and you gotta figure out the caster level on every merchant. It's stupid. This is great. This is better. Listen to this. Level 1 healing potion. 1D6 plus constitution. Ian, that sucks. It's level 1. supposed to. Level 2, 2d6, plus 2 times your constitution modifier. I think we can figure out from here. Level 5, 5d6 plus 5 times your constitution modifier. That's a lot of health. Yes, it is. Think of level 10. It's just better. It's just better. It's easier. I Every new player who hears this rule now can figure out every healing potion from this point out. It's better. I say this. I goofed it and did not use it right during our uh, game a few days ago. So, uh, my bad. If any of the players hear this, uh, Mobby, uh, they'll probably be mad. And you all will know that and know why uh, at the end of that episode. <laughs> my bad. I could change something. I know. Oops. So what? Uh, <laughs> Oops. All right. Next one inspiration coins and this is another one i stole but this one i stole from xp to level three which side tangent i think those guys are great i don't know the main dude's name i think it starts with a j i don't remember i 
I know I know faces. I'm really good with faces. I really like them. They're kind of hard to listen to sometimes when they actually play their games. It's a hit and miss for me. They did a Tomb of Annihilation, which was great. And if you want to know more about that and have spoilers and just kind of know what it's like to run that, that was fun. That was very fun to listen to. It just took me a few listens to actually, like, stay awake the whole time. But that's not their fault. Uh, they did a one-shot that was, like, piratey or something, and that was very fun. So, they're great. They're just hit and miss for me sometimes. But his videos, XP to level 3, when he's talking about Dungeons & Dragons, I, I just love those videos. I think he, me and him have very similar uh, ideas on rules. And I just, I think he's very charismatic and very fun. He's very fun to listen to and watch. And when he does his silly little skits. Anyway, inspiration coins. Every game you start with a coin, it starts heads up. And anytime during the game, you can flip it to get advantage on a D20 roll or use it to re-roll and take the re-rolled outcome. It stays flipped the rest of the game until the player has either rolled a 1, or the DM has rolled a 20 against that player. So if you're doing really bad and you fumble, but at least you got that coin, boom, it feels better. Uh, let me adjust the mic. <laughs> oh, Alright, my butt was falling asleep. It's awake now. The only other way to get that coin back is for me to look at you as someone who has used their coin already and say, on this roll, take disadvantage, but flip your coin. That sounds mean, and it can be, and I will use it occasionally. But the m thing I'm mostly going to use it for that I'm really excited for is if someone's just having a bad day of rolling dice and they're just not doing anything they're good at, like if the rogue has a plus 10 to stealth and they're not getting anything bigger than like a 14 or 15. I'm just going to say on their next stealth roll, if it's not that important or on their next diplomacy roll, if it doesn't really matter to the bartender, go ahead and take disadvantage and get your coin back. It kind of lets me balance everything out via luck. I say this, now I have to deal with the fact that minimum every game we have eight advantages going on. Oh, we have to make DCs harder, but you know, I think it's going to be good. I don't think it'll be that big, that big of a deal. And I think it'd be more fun for everyone listening and playing. So, all right. What's the next one? Next one is another one I stole from Dungeon Coach, and it's I Know a Guy. So I didn't 100% steal this. We've had this rule kind of on other games I've played. I just never had a name for it. And he puts it in a very good, concise way. Uh, also, straight plug-in for this guy. Dungeon Coach is also a really good YouTuber, so check him out. He also has a PDF that has all his homebrew rules he uses, and they're all really good. These are just the two of his that I immediately loved and I stole. So if both these sound good, go grab that off dmsguild.com. And I think it's pay what you want, or maybe it's like a dollar or two. I don't know. It's really cheap, and I think it's really well done, and I really like it. Anyway, I know a guy. Long story short... At any situation, one of the PCs can go, oh, snap, you know what? I think I know a guy in this harbor. And I go, all right, how do you know him? What do they look like? And give me the story of how you guys met or last talk to each other, whatever. They tell me all that. We do a charisma check. And depending on that role, we see how much the NPC still likes them. I think this will be really fun. This will be really cinematic. I think this will also be very good storytelling. 
if everyone gets a back pocket of I know a guy and I can get my, ourselves out of the situation. However, every character only gets one of those. So if you use yours on the second session, you have to die and get a new character before you can use it again. So maybe put a little thought into those uh, NPCs, players, if you're listening. Uh, everyone else, I don't know. Let's watch them waste it. I think that'll be funny. I know a guy. All right. What does he do? Drives coaches and stuff. Nice. Okay, cool. This this will not pay off in the long term. Nice. All right. Next one. This one will be quick. Attunements. Uh, I changed magical attunement time. It takes two actions slash 12 seconds to attune to a new magical item. It takes five minutes to unattune. The reason I did this is because I think it's more fun if they are able to grab the magic amulet from the mummy, put it on, play a little keep away, and use it on them. Or if they're in a shop and they pick up a trinket and they're kind of talking with it as they hold it, something happens. I think it's more... If it's more of that 90s stereotypical adventure, I found the magic ring! Kind of thing. Uh, it's more fun, and I, I don't know... Does anyone really, like, pay attention to attunements? Is that really that broken of a thing if someone can just attune stuff quickly? I don't think it is. And if you do, um, give me an example. And I will either say I'm wrong and not change anything, or I'll say I'm right and not change anything. It'll be a fun internet fight. All right. The next couple are kind of I'm on the fence about. I might not do. One is on... Well, this one I will do, and that is on long rest, players regain all spell slots, HP, and hit die, instead of the normal, which is half hit die. I will do that. There's magic items that use hit die in Eberron, and there's a few homebrew ones that I have in my back pocket that also use hit die, and I also like taking hit die away from players with big monster hits. We haven't done any of those yet, because I don't want to hurt them that bad, and I want them to be scared on the actual game, so... That is something I will do. Chief Editor Ian here. I uh, just wanted to tell you guys that the audio recording gets a little wonky around here. And I do want to somewhat apologize, but I'm not going to fix it. And you will deal with it because I am going to be a lazy podcaster for a split second. It's not a real play. It's not a cinematic one. And if you don't like it, tough. Come yell at me in my Discord. You won't, though. It's been up for weeks and no one has joined, so... Womp womp. Back to the show. The one I'm on the fence about is a mechanic I'm going to add called Heavy Sleeper. What that is is you can opt in to be in a heavy sleeper for any one rest. Up to you. Up to the player. And what that does is you can now only be woken up if you are attacked or touched by a... When I say touched, I mean pretty much slapped by a friendly character. Un... Unless that happens, you're conked out, and we can make any rules of, you know, I could hear my friend choking right next to me. Well, you put earplugs in, dummy. Uh, I could see the bright lights of magics going around. Uh, you had a blindfold on, dummy. Something like that. If you do this, you, for the next few hours, which I'm going to go ahead and just mentally tell everyone, mentally, I'm going to go ahead and tell everyone, it'll be half the game session. So the next game session we play... The first half, you have either A, either a plus 5 or plus 7 to any skill that you want. Or you take 10 temporary HP and that number will go up as we level up, obviously. So 
you either sleep real soundly and your body's feeling good, or you sleep real soundly and your brain's feeling real good. So we'll figure that out as we get closer. I had another rule in here, like it can only be in a, in a inn, or if they make a survival check of DC 15 to find a comfortable enough place to sleep. I don't know if I'll, I probably won't add that last part, but the heavy sleeping rule, I'm still on the fence about. All right, last one. This one's kind of the most wordy one, but hopefully I can say it pretty good. It's also like 2 a.m. 2 a.m. and I'm getting sleepy and my words are slurring, so let's hurry it up. All right, this one's called Battle Buddies. So I think it'd be fun that if you look over to your friend before Axe Combat starts, but before initiative, and you go, Battle Buddy? And they go, Battle Buddy. You both roll initiative, and you take the medium between the two. So if someone rolls a... Uh, oh, man, odd numbers are going to suck. If someone rolls... We'll go with the even number. If someone rolls a 10, and you roll a 20, you guys now go on initiative 15 count. Does that make sense? It also favors the players that go quicker. Now those battle buddies can move quicker. Makes sense. If someone's really slow and a battle buddy is really fast, it also makes sense that they go a little bit in between. The idea is they both go at the same time. So you and the wizard look at each other. You give each other a nod. You rush in, hit the guy, get out of the way for the spell. It's going to be cinematic, and I think it'll give enough players enough time to do what they want to do and mitigate downtime. The object of this rule is to make combat quicker. I have seven PCs, and unless every fight is a mini boss battle, I'm going to have a decent number of NPCs of them fighting them. Maybe I'll even give them a bonus if they want to do something cool, like jump off the chandelier onto them, give them a little what's and twosins, and then someone else trips them and grapples them. I don't know. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Here's the example I have in case you're lost. The fighter and the wizard both go. I say, all right, fighter, you're going to swing and hit. Tell me the attack roll. Wizard, what spell do you use? The wizard tells me fireball. In that time, the fighter is rolling his attack roll, gets it, and is now telling me he got a 19. I say, 19 hits, roll for damage. Wizard. Wizard's going to tell me what he rolled. He rolled a 19 as well. I say, 19 also hits, or he says, 19 also hits, I'm going to roll for damage now. The fighter now tells me he got a 22 for his damage. The wizard tells me he got a 60, why not, who cares, for his fireball. I write it all down, we continue on. I'm hoping as each person is telling me one thing, the other person is already doing that. We're going to see how that goes. It might not last long. I hope this example I used wasn't confusing. If it was, well, crap. Maybe I'll just uh, get away from that roll. I will make them start when they roll for attack. Also roll their damage dice at the same time. That way they know, oh, I hit. It's this damage. They don't have to regather up all the dice. So we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Oh, I just... I just inhaled sharply on my nose and it probably sounded snotty. Dumb podcaster. Dumb podcaster. Yeah, that's it. Those are all the homebrew rules I think we'll be using for Eberron. There might be a few more once we get started if someone tells me something good or if I make a DM call. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So with that, 
It's 2 a.m. I gotta get to sleep. But what are you guys doing up? Go on, get to bed. Shoot. Shoot you. Bye, guys. Chief Editor Ian here, once again. I'm gonna let this music go for a little bit. Please enjoy. Alright, that's it. Bye-bye.